Welcome to the Star Wars Collector Podcast, episode number 55. I am your host, Brian, and with me as always is my co-host, Carl. Hey, Carl. Hey, Brian. And today we have a special guest. We have Dwayne back with us. Hey, Dwayne. Yes, yes, yes. Glad to be back on the podcast with you guys, bringing my uh, supreme movie knowledge, because I am the movie man, you know that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but you're not the trivia man. That's yeah. me again. Hold on now. Yep. Oh, so Eleven. You won again. I, I didn't ask after I left, so you yep. won again? I came back from behind <laughs> again. <laughs> well, 11, 11 or 12 years in a row now? You've won every one we've ever had. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how, we, that's how we can calculate how many Christmas parties we've had. Yeah. Yeah, we're referring to our most recent uh, Kentucky Star Wars Collectors Club Christmas party where we have our annual Star Wars Trivial Pursuit uh, showdown. Uh, you know, Brian's getting a little big head because he pulls it out in the end after, you know, falling behind and having to make comebacks every year. Well, I got to give you guys at least, <laughs> you know, a little bit of, oh, I might be able to do it this time. <laughs> you know, I got to give you that false sense of security to, you know, uh-huh. let, let you know, hey, I've got a chance. <laughs> I don't want to make it, you know, I don't want to be, I don't want it to be too easy on me. No, it's, it's all luck of the questions. Yes, it is. A lot of times. I mean, there there are questions that stump all of us, right, Carl? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. What was the name of that creature? <laughs> that was Steelpecker. Steel right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we saw him. It's in The Force Awakens uh, where he's pecking on a piece of metal. Yes, but I didn't know he had a name. <laughs> yep, I didn't know it either. Um, Dwayne, you go first for, uh, what we've got recently section. What'd you get? Well, uh, yeah, I go first cause I've basically, I haven't got anything for myself in the last approximately 30 days, last month of December. Um, but I have been, you know, it's Christmas time. So I was, uh, uh, part of the secret Santa, uh, exchange at, at my place of work and the uh, person who drew my name knows that I like star Wars and ended up buying me, um, five of the um, Hasbro Galaxies of Adventure Star Wars figures, which are pretty much all that's on the shelves right now. Uh, So I'm sure that's why she bought them for me, uh, not knowing that that's not a line that I collect. So the the thought was there and the appreciation for the, you know, for the gift was there, but I'm probably not going to hold on to them. But that's all I can think of that I got, honestly. I mean, the, you know, most everything that we needed or wanted uh, came out in November, uh, you know, with uh, the most recent release of the Vintage Collection and and all of the, a couple of the exclusives like the Holiday Droid from Disneyland, Disney World, and that stuff was uh, actually earlier in, in November. Mm-hmm. But I may be getting some stuff for Christmas next week, you never know. Anything you may have gotten, like maybe in November, since you weren't you weren't on the podcast, <laughs> that you might remember. Well, like I mentioned, the holiday droid, which was what uh, R R five H nineteen or something like that, R four H nineteen, I think, for this year. Um, I was the one who picked up uh, uh, two or three or four of those for club members uh, from uh, a source down in Orlando. Uh, so that's you know the Disney World uh, Disney. Parks, I guess you could say, is continuing with that uh, annual uh, release of a Droid Factory holiday-themed, uh, generally astromech droid, and uh, this year was was no exception. I'm struggling to remember what it looks like, though. To be honest with you, do you guys remember? 
even what the what it's the theme red. of that droid was this year. It's a BB-8 it's a, red or BB like unit. A, yeah, it oh, like okay. A, like a bulb that you'd have on a Christmas. So it was it wasn't an R uh, Master Mac droid then. It was a BB was it BB H19 yeah. or something like that. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's right. You're right. So yeah, it's like a Christmas ornament. Yeah, mirror ball looking. Yep. Uh, you're absolutely right. So that's a first for them. Uh, of course, I'm sure that's because they want to focus more on the current trilogy of films that they own, or they own all of it, but that they want to push on everybody is all of the uh, resistance and, and first order uh, timeline characters. So, yeah, that, and then, of course, uh, uh, you know, Carl has been uh, uh, able to garner us. Uh, complete uh, waves of, of the Vintage Collection figures uh, as they are released. So the most recent wave, I believe, included um, Ceremonial Princess Leia and uh, an R2 unit, uh, R2-D2, uh, first time in that, in that uh, series released on an actual Star Wars card back. And um, what else did we get? A, a couple of Rise of Skywalker figures in that wave, I believe. Uh, I'm trying to remember whether that was that wave or the wave before, where we got the uh, Sith Trooper and the uh, Zori Bliss, and uh, that was the the first wave. Yeah, the, the Shadow yeah. Trooper and the what was the other one? Sith Jet Trooper. Yeah, the Jet Trooper. You're right. I was trying to think. I think it was, I was thinking of something okay. Jet Trooper. Okay. So yeah, that's what I've got. Of course, I don't collect uh, Black Series six inch or like I mentioned the uh, five inch galaxies of adventure so uh but i haven't picked up any uh any ships since uh force friday you know when we got the uh the x-wing fighters and the uh uh, uh what was it? the Jabba's throne playset and all that of course it was way back in november mm-hmm. or october actually <clears throat> okay so what about you guys what have you picked up carl what'd you get not much i just got a couple of repeats because they was on clearance where i could rip them open uh, <laughs> Walmart had the dot com had the Java's Throne Room exclusive marked all the way down to twenty four ninety nine, which is an unbelievable deal. So I I picked went in and picked it up, and I've already opened it up, and I'm really thrilled with how cool the little playset part is. It I actually set it with my vintage Java the Hut, and it just fits right in with the vintage. I think you could use it with vintage or modern, whichever one you wanted. And besides that, I also got another Luke ceremony you know, figure from that was another Walmart exclusive. They had them marked down to six ninety nine on Walmart.com. So nothing new, but repeats to, to take out of the package. No, okay. Yeah, that's it. Okay. <laughs> nothing else. Um, I got uh, some six inch figures. I got the Wedge Antilles, uh, Cara Dune. That's from the Mandalorian. Uh, Jaina, which is from the new movie, The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, Luke Jedi and the Yoda Spirit, which of course the Yoda Spirit we see at the end of Return of the Jedi and also the Rise of Skywalker or the Last Jedi. Uh, so I got those five six-inch figures, and then I also got a book that's called The Empire Strikes Back: Unauthorized Timeline from 1975 to 2020. I don't know why it says 2020 since 2020 hasn't even happened yet. Uh, but that's the 40th anniversary, of course, would be 2020 from the release date. Maybe they planned on to release it in 2020 before and to change their mind or something. Yeah, this book is written by Justin Berger. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of him or not. doesn't yeah. ring a bell offhand to me. The, the book was recommended to me by Kim Simmons. It's uh, somebody he knows, 
and he recommended it and i picked it up and haven't had a chance to read it yet but uh it looks interesting they're talking about i guess the early stages of you know when they even thought about a sequel to which next year will be the 40th anniversary it's a pretty big book too it's uh let's see how many pages is it it is well over 300 and uh it's probably i'd say it's bigger than eight and a half by 11 it's probably like nine by 12 or something i mean it's pretty big it came out i want to say somewhere mid-november so i'll have to read that and let you guys know how good it is or how bad it is (laughs) yeah definitely anytime something has the word unauthorized in the title you kind of got to take it with a grain of salt i think yeah Okay, so we've got uh, meeting news. We have our meeting January the 11th at the Flatwoods Public Library starting at noon. And if you're in the tri-state area, you're more than welcome to come. Um, That would be the tri-state of Kentucky, West Virginia, and Ohio. It's in Flatwoods, Kentucky. I know we have local people who do listen. So if you're interested, you can come to the meeting and possibly join the club it's only 10 bucks for a whole year all right we got some news on some new releases carl you want to go over some of those okay new releases force fx plus kylo ren lightsaber which you got gamestop which i mean it means it's gonna be a gamestop exclusive i I guess and black series boo (laughs) no just kidding (laughs) jar jar binks i'll bet you're excited about that yes all right It's been so long, now you're getting Jar Jar. Commander Bly, Which is almost, I think, after Commander Bly, there's only like one commander they haven't done yet. Have you got all the commanders so far? So far, yes. How many, you you need to tell me how many, I'm just curious, how many six-inch figures do you have now? Oh, jeez. I mean, I don't even have them all. I'm, I know. For future reference, I just need to know the number. You really went to I the haven't counted them, but I bet I have a hundred. <laughs> wow. Okay, Zeb, Luke Crate, um, Stormtrooper with blue eyes. I don't know. Revan, <laughs> what'd you say? I said, I don't know Sorry. why, but they said Stormtrooper with blue eyes. Does anybody I, I, know I, I, what reference that is? Comic book, maybe? The That's what was my first thought. Okay. Yeah, yeah the original <clears throat> comic book from Marvel did, I guess. Um, Raven, Heavy Infantry Mandalorian, which is Best Buy exclusive. Yeah, it's already out. Oh, okay. Brown Battle Droid. Count Dooku, yay, Christopher Lee. <laughs> Baby Yoda, or the correct term is Child Yoda from all my yeah. pre-orders put in. <laughs> no, it's actually Child, not because... I was saying, yeah. Ch- yeah it's it's not Yoda at all, or at least we I don't know. think so yet. You know, no, you don't know. Like, I still think it might be a clone. Yeah, that's what I think, too. Um, Jack Face. But that one will look pretty cool, even though I don't do 6-inch. Mm-hmm. Sif Jet Trooper. Would you like to take over and do the vintage collection? Uh, Dwayne, you want to do some? Yeah. <laughs> vintage collection, yes. Um, <laughs> this is my puppy. Mine, uh, too. We finally get... Uh, what three months after uh, the fact, or more three or more months, we'll finally get a Mandalorian uh, figure in the vintage collection. I ordered a straight uh, case of him for my store, and there'll be plenty of them. <laughs> okay, yep. and a remnant stormtrooper also from the Mandalorian. That's the you know the stormtroopers in the really shoddy looking armor, dirty you know, mm-hmm. uh, unkempt looking. 
Um, this says a baby, a baby Yoda. I don't know how that's going to be on a on, by itself on a card. I don't know either. Uh, is it? I, I would have assumed it would be packed in with someone or with something. the Mandalorian. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, uh, the fact the that, child, the the asset, yeah. whatever you want to call it, uh, uh, will be part of the vintage collection uh, coming it soon. It doesn't surprise me though. They're packed. The fact that they put Rocket from Marvel uh-huh. line in a package by itself. Okay. With no articulation. Yeah. This doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> <laughs> so we're getting yeah. uh, re-releases. Uh, that's something that uh, you know Hasbro's been doing uh, for a few months now of previous Black Series or Vintage Collection figures, uh, either on different card backs or new sculpts uh, or slightly changed sculpts in some ways uh, of Wicket the was, Ewok. Was Wicket on a Vintage Collection card? Yep. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yep. Uh, he actually, I think, on that one is the one he comes with the alternate color hood that could be the droid's cartoon hood or his regular movie hood. Uh, so, uh, and Obi-Wan Kenobi, I don't know if that's going to be young Obi-Wan or old Obi-Wan. That's the Clone Wars with the battle yeah. armor. Oh, okay. Okay, which is a high-priced figure, actually. Mm-hmm. I just got uh, got one of those autographed at Celebration by James Arnold Taylor, and so I was like, it's a $120 figure, you're getting him to sign <laughs> i'm like well, so he plays the character so <laughs> so clone wars obi-wan kenobi uh anakin uh also He's maybe clone. the clone wars yeah, he yeah, is. Clone wars too, yeah. a very a very short short supply a uh, hundred dollar plus figure uh on the original release and and i got hayden christensen no yeah no i didn't actually i got uh the guy that does anakin's voice for the clone wars to sign that one uh, wish I'd known these new ones were coming out. I would have waited and not, not got them to sign my valuable figures, but it's neither here nor there. Darth Maul re-release, Clone Trooper re-release, and a Luke Bespin re-release, and then a, a new C-3PO, uh, hopefully on a Star Wars card pack, uh, a Lando Calrissian, uh, old, th- oh, either old Lando or the I new think movie it's the, version. Uh, I think it's the one that was the Black Series one. Yeah. Okay. And then they're just re-releasing it on an actual vintage card now. Uh-huh, okay. And then a Han Bespin uh, re-release. So several recard re-release, uh, either same figures or uh, with the, at least the human figures, they're doing new head sculpts with the photoreal uh, 3D modeling technology uh, on some of those, but we'll see. So then Galaxies of Adventures, it looks like there will be another wave of those coming out. Uh, beyond the wave that, that was released on Force Friday, uh, which is still in stores uh, quite quite uh, heavily, unfortunately. Uh, maybe, I don't know, I haven't been in one since Christmas, or any toy sections lately to see how they're selling for they're Christmas still there. presents. But I was just the, there today. <laughs> these, these, these actually, this wave coming out should go even better than the wave that's out because there will be a Boba Fett and a Yoda and a Darth Maul, which I think uh, are three fairly popular characters for kids and you know adult collectors even and then a sith jet trooper which is will be the first galaxy of adventures character from the new movie uh and then brian you probably know a little bit more about these sh figure arts yeah the sh figure arts are from japan and you can only get them from someone who sells overseas you can't get them on Amazon, but you can get them on Amazon Japan, <laughs> and they're roughly, I want to say $50 each, 
and they're quite, you know, articulated and have lots of accessories and other things. And uh, they got IG-11 that's coming out. There's a deluxe Emperor Palpatine with two royal guards, the Mandalorian. They got all four Knights of Ren, which there was actually six in the movie. <laughs> so there's only four of the six. A Luke Crate and a Han Solo. It didn't say which Han Solo. All it said was Han Solo. So I don't know if it's, you know, old Han, young Han, you know, from the Solo movie Han. I have no idea. <laughs> uh, let's see. The Disney Parks droids are coming. Uh, there's going to be a lot of changes with those. They're going to say goodbye to the protocol droids altogether. Those weren't not very popular. And they're going to do a lot more of the astromechs. And then the Disney Toy Box. What's that? I just said, huh? So. <laughs> Yeah, I, I got a couple of the protocol droids. Did any of you guys get any? I got like a couple too. That's all I have. Yeah. Yeah, I get anything that's available, but yeah. Uh, I was trying to think, you know, the last protocol droid that I saw. Uh, so I, I guess I assumed that they had already stopped doing those because the most recent releases have all been Astromex, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Either BB units or, or R4, <laughs> R5 units like that. Yeah, I don't think they actually had any new protocol droids at all since the original release. Uh-huh. So Disney Toy Box is still going on, I guess. Yep. We wouldn't know since we have a, don't have a Disney store in the Tri-State anymore. Yeah, well, and actually they're doing away with a lot of them. I don't know if they're eventually just going to do away with all of them and do everything online. Mm-hmm. And we've got Ray coming out, the Sith Trooper, uh, Kylo Ren, and a C-3PO and R2-D2. And that's all for those. Then they've got, at the Rise of Resistance ride in the parks, they're coming out with a three and three quarter inch first order short range evacuation vehicle. It's $75. It comes with an escape pod, the ride vehicle, and an exclusive astromech, which is, there's four different versions. So if you're a completist, you're going to have to buy all four of them. (laughs) Yeah. Dwayne. $300. Yeah. So yeah, for for those that aren't uh, don't know what we're talking about there, the the newest ride which just premiered at the uh, Disney parks in California and uh, Orlando uh, is called the Rise of it's a short range evacuation vehicle. Uh, so it's like a ground transport and it's piloted by an astromech in the front uh, and it takes you through this this new ride. So they're releasing a uh, a uh, figure uh, action figure three and three quarter inch scale action figure vehicle. Uh, to simulate that, sort of like they did with the, uh, uh, what is the one called from uh, Star Tours, the uh, shuttle. Uh, yeah, I would, that, I would actually equivalent, I would say that this thing looks like, if you're talking about an equivalent for another ride, if you remember the great movie ride, it kind of resembles right. yes. that. That's a yeah. great example, I didn't think of that, mm-hmm. good job. Yeah, I see it's about a dozen people it looks like. Probably 12, 12 to, to 15 or 20 people uh, per per ride or per... Yeah. I mean, it kind of looks like they just repurposed them for that ride because <laughs> they got yeah. rid of the, the great movie ride and it's going to be some kind of a, a Mickey Mouse ride now. Uh-huh. Um, let's see, what else? Oh, the Vintage Collection book has been delayed to quarter one of 2020. So right. if you were uh, backing that, you're going to have to wait now until the quarter one of 2020, which I had no idea until I listened to a podcast and somebody said it, because I haven't gotten any notification. I think I did. There was an email that was sent out there saying they're, they're you know, still for quality control reasons to make sure that all of their color match, you know, for the photography is, is I must have deleted it then. <laughs> that, uh, 
that they are going to push it back a, a month or two because uh, it was supposed to ship this month, mm-hmm. uh, December. So, yeah, it'll be sometime in January, February, or March, which isn't a huge delay. I mean, sometimes that, that spells a, a lot of trouble for one of those, uh, you know, uh, group-funded uh, mm-hmm. projects. That when you, uh, But I think these guys are really just trying to put together the best absolute quality and, and perfect version, the well, most you know, perfect version. That one guy's a, of this a former Hasbro guy. Uh-huh. Steve, uh, whatever, I can't remember his last name now. But yeah, he used to, I don't, does he still work for Hasbro or not? I don't think so. Okay. No, he was, uh, yeah, he was, for the longest time, he was kind of like the guy whenever you saw an interview. He was the brand Hasbro, manager. He was, yeah, he was the guy that they talked to when they talked to about what was coming from Hasbro. But he's he's mm-hmm. left him or he's retired now. And, and then these other other fan guys uh, talked him into doing putting this book together with him while he was still still had it fresh in his mind because he was pretty much the guy behind the vintage collection while it went from its inception up through you know mm-hmm. uh, sometime last year we we think Steve Evans mm-hmm. um, and then also we've got uh, rumors that the retro collections coming back next year with five more figures from the Empire Strikes Back. And also that Hoth Ice Planet Adventures game might be re-released with a figure with it, too. Right. The board, board game. The board game, the yeah. 80s, yeah. <clears throat> Which I don't remember that one at all. I don't either. I remember, I remember I the other one, I, but I don't yeah, remember this I one at all. I looked it up. I've seen, I've seen the box art. I've seen them probably at swap meets or somewhere, toy, toy shows. Um, I think so it was it, very limited yeah. when it first came out originally. Right. And then it, just, it didn't sell, so they quit doing it. <laughs> uh-huh. So hopefully they do like they did with the Tarkin and give us at least one figure that they never had in the vintage line. Who do you think it right. could be, though? What would you think that one would be? Wedge would be one of my my options. Wedge? Hmm. Well, or, I'm thinking uh, since it's, it's uh, Hoth-related, that maybe K-3PO, the white protocol droid. General Veers? Right. Or what about... Because General Veers, we already have from the Vintage Collection. I'm, you know, uh, if, they're stick, if they do like they did with Moff Tarkin uh, as a yeah. new Vintage figure, then K-3PO would be a new Vintage figure that was never He wasn't released. called General Veers, though. Yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> what about the, the, the General in the um, Hoth base? I can't even think of his name. Riken? Yes, that's the other. That's my other choice. Him or oh, Wedge. okay. Yeah, Riken would Fig- be good. Yeah, him yeah. or Wedge would be my choices. So... Well, I guess we'll know soon enough. I would imagine they'll yeah. they'll announce that. Let's see, we've got now Toy Fair still a ways away, isn't it? So yeah. I don't know when we'll February. see an announcement on that. Yeah. <laughs> Might not be until Celebration that they announce some of this stuff. Well, that'd be kind of late. That's August. Officially, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Celebration next year is in August. Yeah. So if they're going to do oh, it next okay. year, they're going to announce it way before then. Yeah, we'll see yeah. a lot of stuff at Toy Fair. I'd say it'd be sure. a Toy Fair. All right, who put these other two on here? I'll let you do uh, it. I just added those. Uh, I've seen, uh, for autograph collectors out there, the, a big announcement that came through just yesterday or today is that Ewan McGregor is finally going to be doing autograph signings for official picks. Um, this will be the first time he's actually appearing at a convention in um, uh, New England somewhere. <clears throat> um, I forget, it's called the ACE Convention or ACE uh, show. Oh, I've heard of that one. They've got a lot uh, of in March, people I think. Yeah. yeah, they've got they've got uh, Captain America and Loki. Uh, you know, Chris yeah. Evans and and Tom Hiddleston. Yeah. So so yeah, they've they've 
managed to finally get even McGregor do an appearance at a convention and also do private signing. Uh, so official picks, uh, pre-sales for, uh, you can either order from them or send in your own items. Those are, uh, going on sale in early January. I think maybe the first week of January, I, I couldn't find the date again, mm-hmm. but that's big news for a lot of, you know, collectors out there because he's someone who's never appeared at a Star Wars or sci-fi convention. And, uh, you know, so the only way you could ever get his autograph is if you caught him out somewhere uh, in person. That's good for, uh, I guess, good for official picks that they finally got him. <clears throat> right. But Chris- my speculation is going to be he's going to be about as expensive as Harrison Ford, probably. I was going to say, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think so, too. Yeah. $200, $250. Well, no, Harrison Ford's in the $1,000 Oh, range. is he? So, yeah. Jeez. So, but yeah, I'd say definitely up over two fifty or so, probably per autograph. I was thinking five hundred, but we'll see. Yeah, could be. <laughs> and then uh, I don't know if you guys have seen the. Uh, supposedly it was released and, and then pulled back, and but there's still some some posts out there about the actual uh, entire Skywalker Saga Blu-ray release already. Mm-hmm. Uh, nine all nine movies, including the newest one on uh, Blu-ray 4K. Which kind of sucks. Blu-ray regular, <laughs> Blu-ray 4K, uh, yeah. you know, complete box set, supposedly 27 discs, which would be three per movie uh, in March, which seems kind of early for a video release. I heard but, April. Uh, but you never know. It'll be March or April, probably, possibly. Uh, and the cost is going to be around $250. And it's still on It's still on Best Buy's website as a pre-order. $250. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's quite a lot well for nine movies that's about 30 bucks per movie which is yeah i mean even even still today you can't nobody discounts the star wars blu-rays for some reason there are still 25 mm -hmm. to 30 dollars everywhere you see them you know but the six the the six movies when you first bought them were 99 dollars oh yeah but they weren't 4k either no which they still have never done the original movies or the prequel movies in 4k yet Mm -hmm. i wish they'd come out with them in 3d Yeah. Yep. But this, that'll be the big one. You know, of course, everybody will be like trying to sell off all their individual discs to pay for that one big one, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. Uh, I guess that brings us to our main topic, which is the rise of Skywalker. So if you have not seen the movie yet, you need to stop listening right now (laughs) because this, this is going to be spoilers galore. And you will not want to listen any further if you have not listened or watched the movie yet. Um, so that's your official warning. You know, pause it, turn it off, whatever. Go watch the movie, come back and listen to the rest. <laughs> yeah, you got probably time for a late night showing right now. Go see it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's Christmas time. A lot of people are off work. So go see it. I've already seen it twice. And I'm going again tomorrow, which... You know, as of the release of this recording, it's probably already happened. So who knows? I may have seen it four or five times by then. <laughs> by the time you listen, <laughs> which is a, you may have a completely different opinion by then. I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I've seen it once. Also, of course, uh, for those who, who've listened before, you know that I'm the local uh, Cinemark theater manager. So I had the luxury of screening it uh, before anyone else in the whole area. Um, I won't say ever because there were people seeing it, you know, several days or weeks ahead of us out at the premieres. But anyway, I watched it by myself in, in our largest auditorium on Wednesday night before it was uh, uh, shown on Thursday uh, for the first official shows. Did you watch it in 3D? And, uh, 
Uh, no, I, I'm waiting to see it in 3D. Uh, that particular night, I just wasn't wasn't kind of. Uh, I didn't want anything to distract me from actually, you know, the content of the movie. And 3D sometimes will do that. So, uh, but I will go back and rewatch it in 3D, and uh, I'll see it probably two or three more times myself since it is the last movie. And Carl, uh, I think you said earlier you've only seen it once so far, but you still yeah, have just, plans. Yeah, yeah, I got a couple more plans, but I did go opening night and see it. And I'm I'm anxious to see it again soon. Yeah, of course I would have tried to watch it with either one of you guys uh, when you guys went to see it, but I was working, working. as you know. <laughs> <laughs> I was making sure everybody else got to see it in perfect uh, sound and picture and comfortable temperatures. Our Delicious snack. Yeah. Mark, if you're, yeah, Mark, if you're listening, turn it off right now. Yeah, I keep telling him, like, you need to, for me and him to talk about toys. We text about uh-huh. toys a lot. And I can't tell him what new figures I want because he hasn't seen it. <laughs> so, Rise of Skywalker. Um, so, did you like it? Do we, do we like it? Uh, I think everybody I've talked to has liked it, yes. I like I mean, it a lot. I know some. I actually know some people who didn't like it at all. They wow. rate this as their too. worst movie, and I'm like, "You are, can't be serious." Uh, yep. That's I'm very like, surprising. If you, I mean, seriously, if you rate this as the worst of the, all the Star Wars movies, you went in there wanting to hate it. Yeah. I mean, really, yeah. I don't. I don't understand how you could sit there and say that uh, when this is like the end of the, the Skywalker saga, you know, and it ties up a lot of the stuff that we had questions about. Yeah. Yes, it does, and it and it and it really, you know, uh, brings the whole uh, nine movie, <laughs> you know, story arc to a satisfying completion, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, yeah. there's there's nothing. Uh, I think somebody, some one comment that one someone said to me that that I agreed with was there's nothing about the movie that I would probably change. Yeah. Uh, there actually you know. is one thing I would change, though. <laughs> um, I was telling somebody else this in my store. Um, I said I love the movie. I have no complaints. But I said it was just so good and so enjoyable. There's a few scenes I wish could have been longer. I wish the movie yeah. actually was longer. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I would change is the length right. of. They, I yeah, think they did maybe. say that it could have possibly went three hours if they really wanted to. Mm-hmm. So I can't wait to see the cut scenes. I'm yeah. same too. I was thinking about that instantly. I thought, man, I can't believe it's over. It just flew by. And some scenes I wish could have been longer. So the movie opens, uh, I guess, uh, with uh, the opening scroll reveals to us that... Uh, a, Emperor Palpatine, who is we've believed has been dead since uh, he was thrown into the chasm on the second Death Star uh, in Return of the Jedi, is in fact still believed to be alive. There was a broadcast sent out uh, in his voice uh, claiming that you know he was still present and was still planning on restoring the Empire to you know even greater glory. Mm-hmm. So this has really thrown a wrench into everything that the, the resistance who are on their their last legs uh, after you know the the second movie the the uh, last Jedi uh, after they were attacked and, and almost wiped out fleeing from uh, Supreme Leader Snoke and the uh, fleet of uh, First Order uh, Star Destroyers. So at that point, uh, you know, we're left to uh, I guess. Uh, 
catch up with them and and uh you know uh i think it's it, the movie if i'm not mistaken uh the very first mission that we see our our heroes on is uh they're in the millennium falcon well before that uh, you know you gotta go that, uh kylo ren goes to kylo the ren. emperor yeah okay you're right the opening scene uh i'm, I'm skipping ahead a little bit but yeah <laughs> kylo ren finds a uh uh, a relic mm-hmm. uh, they call uh, Sith Finder, I think, or something. Sith, Sith, Sith Pathfinder. Wa- was it Pathfinder or Wayfinder? Wayfinder, Pathfinder. Uh, and it leads him to the secret uh, planet uh, Exegol, uh, which is on the uh, way in the outer uncharted regions. Uh, and he goes there and discovers, yes, that indeed there is uh, a Sith temple. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, inside the Seth Temple is what remains of Emperor Palpatine. Uh, Which he's hooked up on, to on life machines. support. Yeah. yeah, he looks to be on life support. His body is obviously still decaying and, and failing him. Uh, his eyes are, uh, he's blind, it looks to be. His eyes are very, he looks very zombie-like. If, uh, even yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're just like totally white. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was I was thinking when I was watching this is definitely probably one of the more scary Star Wars movies because of that scene mm-hmm. in there, creepy. Right. Mm-hmm. So and as as Kylo's walking through, you know this this temple or, or uh, whatever you want to call it, we see these uh, test tubes or these chambers, these clone looking look like clone trooper chambers or whatever with uh, remnants or. Uh, dead bodies of actual supreme leader snoke was in one of them you know like another version of him and all the while i guess palpatine is talking to kylo ren in his head communicating with him that way uh, and telling him he was behind all of those people the snoke he was he mm-hmm. created snoke and he was behind snoke and he's, darth vader voice you know it was darth vader's voice that was you know telling kylo, kylo ren to, to follow the dark side and and all of that that there was indeed Palpatine uh, manipulating Kylo Ren or Ben Solo to become Kylo Ren and uh, turn against Luke Skywalker. So at that point, I think, is when he tells him that he's got this whole, we discover there's this whole Sith fleet of Star Destroyers. He reveals that that they've secretly been building this entire fleet on that planet. Yeah, it looks like and, a couple of hundred. Uh, yeah, as far as the eye can see, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, he's ready to release those on the galaxy and take back control and destroy all the remnants of the Republic or the the Resistance and give all, you know, go ahead and let Kylo Ren be the supreme leader that he, he wants to be or has become in name. Uh, but here's the catch. He has to go find and kill the girl Ray first. The girl. The girl. <laughs> he has to find her. Now, does he say, I can't remember, does he say just go kill her, or does he say bring her to me? He says kill her. He says go kill her. But I okay. really think he was just manipulating him, because I think he already knew he wouldn't kill her. Yeah, he knew he, uh-huh. could, he, knew he couldn't. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then we skip ahead to, okay, our, here's our heroes, uh, Poe Dameron and Finn, uh, on a mission in the, the Millennium Falcon, but no Ray. He, she's not with him, and they are... On some sort of ice asteroid or ice-looking, mm-hmm. you know, planet planetoid or something. It's not a planet. It's like an ice like island floating, on it. Yeah, floating in space, and uh, they're retrieving again, trying to retrieve information from a uh, first-order spy uh, that has been uh, uh, 
I don't know if he's the spy. I think he was communicating with the spy. Right. Yeah. The, they had information that the the resistance people on that on that base or whatever mm-hmm. it was had the had the information from the first order spy. Yeah. So they're there trying to retrieve it. I don't know why they can't just transmit it across the, the space or anything, but uh, it fills in. I guess it gives them something to do. So they have to actually hook up a cable to R two D two to to get the the information from that from that uh, resistance fighter. And meanwhile, the first order shows up with their tie fighters and everything, and a big space battle ensues. So this is, I mean, it just basically jumps right into this big, you know, action scene, chase chase scene, where all these TIE fighters are chasing the Millennium Falcon. Uh, it reminded me a lot of uh, the uh, Kessel Run uh, action that was in the, the Solo movie. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're doing, right now they're doing what they called, uh, oh, the name just escaped me, what they get ready to do. Uh Skip uh, this uh, shoot. Skipping the uh, shoot. <laughs> hyperspace skipping. Yes, hyperspace skipping. And there you uh, go. so they they end up doing that to try to get you know try to get rid of the tie fighters that's following them. Which these tie fighters are the new first order tie fighters. I don't know if they're the FOs or just the regular FOs or the SFs, but uh, they do have hy- hyperspace capabilities. Right. So they follow them. You know, from planet to planet as they keep going really fast. And, of course, whenever you do that, you know, you take the chance of running into something. So, you know, they end up, you know, going through all these different planets that have, you know, everything in the world from towers to rocks to, you know, everything. And about ready to run into them. So they have to dodge all that stuff while they're skipping. Right. And they eventually, I guess, destroy, or I won't say I guess, they eventually lose lose them or destroy all of the TIE fighters that are pursuing them and are able to get back to the uh, the resistance base. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because the last couple get swallowed by this big, huge slug type thing that mm-hmm. <laughs> opens its mouth. <laughs> Again, sort of a uh, uh, throwback to either the, you know, space slug uh, from... Uh, yeah, or the Solo uh, movie. Yeah, the Solo movie had the, the space creatures that were in the void or whatever it was and even the underwater the scene on on uh, naboo uh where the jedi and Jar Jar are fleeing trying to get to the other side of the planet through the middle of the ocean or whatever yeah the and, planet core yeah you see the bigger the bigger fish keeps grabbing the the littler fish so anyway um uh, so they make it back to the uh new new resistance base which is a again a plant a forest jungle type planet and uh we see her we get to see ray for the first time uh and training uh, she she is training she is there with with general leia uh and i guess general leia has taken it upon herself to train ray as a as a jedi so uh <laughs> which we've again, learned to me yeah. it's, it's yoda and luke all over again running through the jungle doing somersaults and you know fighting she was actually fighting off a uh a uh, training ball or whatever uh, with wearing a blinding uh, fighter helmet, uh, you know, and fighting it off with her lightsaber while I was trying to, to shoot her or, you know, sting her with those little laser shots and stuff. So uh, very interesting. And, of course, this is where we get our first look at uh, some of the uh, footage of Carrie Fisher that was left over from uh, the earlier two movies uh, that they had to, you know, re-edit and... Uh, uh, use what they could they could with with either lines or or scenes that we hadn't seen before uh, to interact with 
Daisy Ridley and, and other characters in this movie. Uh, yeah, I've heard some people complain about ways it. And different. Uh, it was a, to Same. me, it was a little bit noticeable. Uh, it was a little bit, but yeah. you, yeah. you, were, you had to really look for it in order to see right. it. If you didn't really know, I don't think you could really notice. Right. Yeah, and the, so yeah, I think just for me, the further along it went, and some of her answers or some of her comments, Carrie Fisher's, you know, generally is. Yeah, Whatever like the, uh, passing the lightsaber more, back and forth. <laughs> right, yeah. Not yeah. once, but twice. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, uh, and during uh, this training scene or training uh, montage with Ray is where we see her enter again. Uh, she gets this sense of dread and enters into this cave, if I'm not mistaken. Isn't it a cave in this movie? Um, and from around the corner comes Dark Ray. No, uh, no, no. That's dark side. No, no. That's. Uh, Am I skipping ahead? That's, too you're far skipping again? way ahead. That's uh, a, that's on okay. the Death Star. Okay. Yeah, okay, there, there is no cave or anything on, on that's here. That's why I've only seen it once. So she you ends up. Help me out here, she guys. ends up getting a mental <laughs> telepathic, you know, thing going with Kylo Ren again, and, uh, okay. and he kind of messes right. her up, and that's why she keeps getting hit by that ball, by uh-huh. the little lasers on the ball, because she gets uh, distracted by him. Right. Okay. And uh, then she quits and says, I just can't do it. I'm too distracted. Mm. And then that's whenever Finn and Poe show up. And they're okay. like, why didn't you come with us? <laughs> you should have yeah. been there to help us. <laughs> our best fighter. Yeah. You're our best fighter. You should have been out there fighting. You know, not here training for nothing. You know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the, the spy information that they get back is revealing the existence of the Sith fleet and the Emperor, mm-hmm. in fact, and that he's on the planet, again, Exegol, and, but there's no location. There's no, It's not on any known charts. So they start talking about, well, how do we find it? Yeah, uh, and that's whenever they go, well, you know, Master Luke, you know, whenever Ray reads a book about the, the, the Wayfinder or Sith find, uh-huh. you know, Pathfinder or whatever you'll call it. I can't remember what, what she called it. But uh, that's whenever she get, brings that book over and talks to Leia and says, I need to talk to you. <laughs> So they, uh, at that point, they do, uh, Ray and, and, uh, uh, Ray, Poe, Finn, C-3PO, Chewbacca, Chewbacca, yeah, C-3PO, and they all get on the Falcon and they, uh, go to Luke's last known position or last known location when he was searching for it, uh, which I'm not sure if they revealed the name of the planet or not. They probably did and I just wasn't paying attention. Yeah, I don't remember. But it was a desert planet, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and they were having yeah. their once every forty-two year celebration. <laughs> uh huh. Right. So they were, you know, having a big party. So yeah, they show up there, and the natives are having this big, huge festival. Uh, and of course, <clears> the the resistance team sticks out like a sore thumb. Uh, and that's when they encounter Jana. Is this the, no. the scene where they? Okay. Not yet. Okay. Uh, they find Lando. Lando. Yep. Lando. Okay. This is where. Hey, it's Lando Calrissian. He's General uh, Calrissian. Of course, he's yeah. uh, in disguise. He's got a helmet on and all this other stuff. And uh-huh. I guessed it was Lando before he revealed himself. I did too. Actually, I thought that's not right. Lando. I was sitting there thinking that. Was <clears throat> and he said so he takes them. Him, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Told him that they were coming. Yeah. And um, so he tells them the story of this Sith hunter. Mm-hmm. Uh, who uh, I guess Luke was following or had been there before or whatever. Well, he was there with uh, Lando. And he, uh, and he never came back from out in the desert somewhere. Yeah, I don't know how Lando, uh, I don't know why he stayed there. 
because that's where uh-huh. he said him and Luke went whenever they stopped looking. <laughs> So I don't know if Luke just finally went, I'm going on my own from here on, or what. I don't know. Right. Yeah, a little bit of a, of a hole in the in the story there. Uh, not really explained, sort of like... Yeah, but we don't know where Lando's of, been for the last, you know, 30 right. years or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sort of like the opening scene of The Force Awakens when Poe is on the, the planet with the, uh, you know, the loyalist who, who has the... Par- piece of the map supposedly yeah. leading to Luke. Yeah, you know, whatever so happened. You know, story of, of how he ended up Laura there. All that, yeah. So, yeah, so they, uh, he tells them that this dude's ship is actually still out in the middle of the desert, still sitting out there. So they decide that they need to go out there and see if they can find any clues to what happened to him. And I guess on the mm-hmm. way out there is when they are, are they attacked by the First Order or? Yeah, the Sith that, Jet Troopers, or no, no, not Sith Jet Troopers, the Jet Troopers catch them. Right. And start yeah, chasing on them. On the tread yeah, speeders. Can, yeah, yeah, they discover they can fly now. <laughs> <laughs> they fly now. <laughs> yeah, they're on, they're on like Tatooine skiff looking, uh, you know, uh, speeders, or I don't know, I wouldn't call them speeders. They, well, they're, they're like floating skiffs. Yeah, like that's, a, I think they're bigger than a speeder. Seen the trailer. That's one of the scenes in the trailer where they're all on board that uh, uh, skiff flying through the desert. And I think everybody assumed that was on Tatooine, but it wasn't. Um, so, yeah, they're being chased by the First Order, and they end up finally, I guess, fighting them off. But in the process, they crash land and get stuck in quicksand. Yep. All of them. And it sucks them down and, the, you know... Right before they're getting ready to go through, uh, Finn yells out to Ray, I've got something I need to tell you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then doesn't <laughs> then get to finish his sentence. <laughs> Which I think I know what it is now. I think so. Uh, at first, right. at first I thought he was going to say that I loved you, but I don't uh-huh. think that's it. I think he it's was going to tell Ray that he had the force. Yes. I think so too. Yes, Abrams already confirmed it. He said, "Oh, really?" He was gonna t- yes, he did. Oh, okay. Said, yep. In an interview, he already confirmed it. Said he was going to tell him that he, Ray that he was force sensitive. I didn't know that, uh-huh. I, but I just guessed it. Yeah, you know, I, right. I guessed it too, actually. Because at first I thought he was going to—he was going to say, "I," you know, the first time—the first time I saw it, I kept thinking he was going to say, "Tell her that he loved her." But I was. But as it went on, and uh, as I talked to to Stephanie, my wife, and a few others, I was like, you know what? That doesn't seem right. You know, it, even though at first you may have thought that in the Force Awakens, you know, but now I don't think that way. I think he's force sensitive somehow because yeah. later on, whenever Ray is almost killed, you know, he felt it. He felt yeah. it. Uh, he was also able to sense the, which ship. Yeah. Had the the transmission, which we'll get to that later. But yeah, there was there were some clues. Yeah, there. So they they fall through this quicksand, but it turns out it's just uh, it just traps them and and they fall all the way through it into a, a hidden tunnels or caverns below, so they don't get they don't die. That's not the end of the movie. Like twenty minutes into the movie, well, they think <laughs> they think at first they're caverns, but C three PO doesn't uh, think that. <laughs> yeah. And we find out that it's not a cavern, really. It, I mean, it is, but it's there because it was created by a creature. <laughs> uh-huh. I don't know what that thing yeah. is, but it's a huge snake. <laughs> Snake-looking thing, yeah. yeah. Almost like the, the big thing from Harry Potter. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, basilisks, or whatever, if you've ever watched the Harry Potter movies. Yeah, I've seen So, it. yeah, they, that's kind of a, it's kind of a, to me, it's a, it didn't really fit into the movie that they encountered this creature, except that during the encounter, Ray actually uses and reveals that she has 
the Force ability to heal, which is something that a lot of us who have read uh, other material from Star Wars knows exists. I think that I'm not a video game player, but my understanding is that you have that ability in some of the video games, the first player video games. And then I know I've read it in comic books and and, uh, novels that some Jedi actually have the ability to heal using the Force. Maybe Yoda does. Heal body. so yeah, it actually was revealed two days earlier before the release of this movie that maybe Yoda can heal. Yeah. So that a coincidence? I think not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, oh well, that spoiler if you haven't seen that. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't thinking about Come on that. Now we can't expect everybody to to be uh, <clears throat> under a rock somewhere, not watching Mandalorian or. Of course, I know not everybody can afford to, to subscribe to Disney Plus. So, yeah. Well, if you can't see it, then you're probably going to hear about it anyway. Yeah. yeah. I mean, especially, unless you stay so, off social media. Uh, but she heals this snake, and I guess that whole scene is is for the purpose of revealing that she has the ability to heal, which uh, up until now we didn't know either. If you've only ever seen movies, you didn't know it existed, and and also, uh, you know, it, it plays into later scenes later in the movie too. Mm-hmm. So they get past the snake, they discover the skeleton of this Sith hunter, um, and uh, he's Well, they like, discover that before the snake. Okay. Um, <clears throat> they find they the knife now. The dagger. The he's dagger, got a yeah. dagger that has a Sith inscription on it, or written in Sith, or Sith language, or whatever, and C-3PO is with him, and he's like, oh, I can, I know what that says, I'm familiar with that dialect and everything. I'm like, what does it say? And he goes, oh, I can't tell you. <laughs> He says, my programming forbids me to ever uh, repeat <laughs> or, or translate anything from Sith, mm-hmm. the Sith language. So like, what? What are you kidding me? Tell us. And he's like, no, I can't. He's just, I'm just not capable of doing it. So they're like, okay, well, this is our clue. Um, and uh, so they're trying to get out of there. And then when they get back up to the surface, they find a, a, a somehow a hole for, or in the cave or whatever comes open when they do something. And uh, they get out back under the desert. And well, meanwhile, while together. they're down there, uh, they take okay, the, the first order takes the Millennium Falcon away. Right. Yeah, yep. they, they take the Millennium Falcon, discover the Falcon, and uh, confiscated it. So then they come out and and get into that out, other ship get and get ready ship. to get ready to take off. And then the first order shows up with Kylo Ren and the the Knights of Ren. Mm-hmm. The Knights of Ren, which is our first first time we're seeing them, right? Yes. Uh, since the I actual so. flashback scene, first time we're seeing them in, in, involved in the action. Present or were they action. At the, no, they weren't at the first of the movie. That was just Kylo Ren, yeah. Yeah. So, um, when actually, I think when he returns from seeing the Emperor the first time, he's got him with him, and he goes... Yeah, you're strolling right. Back in, strolling back into General Hux or whatever. With yeah, him, that's with whenever they take him. off and come to find yeah. him. So, we see them for the first time, and uh, they're out in the desert tracking tracking the heroes and uh, <clears throat> they come across uh, Chewbacca, right? Well, uh, the Knights of Ren do. Yeah, the Knights of Ren come across Yeah, they Chewbacca. capture him because he went to go tell Ray to hurry up and get in the, the ship but uh-huh. of course she's fighting off Kylo Ren who's coming in his ship at her and does that flip that we see right. on the preview the first trailer yeah that's, the first trailer that is. <laughs> it was revealed that that was Kylo Ren well, her, that, that time yeah fight. everybody knew that yeah and uh, of course she knocks him down and he goes flipping and come and then of course she sees that ship take off that has che- that she thinks has Chewie in it and uh, grabs it with her force powers 
And then, of course, Kylo Ren comes, and he tries to make it go, and then they, then they fight over it. Like a ship tug of war. Exactly. Yeah, using the force. And the force, I guess, the conflict of him pushing and her pulling actually destroys that, that transport. Well, she gets the force lightning coming out of her hands because she tries to do it really hard and ends up throwing uh, yeah. lightning out, you know, force lightning out of her hand and blowing yeah. the ship up. Yeah. And I'm freaking out. Yeah, like, me too. Oh my God. Everybody else. I mean, it was a <laughs> I did gasp. That happened, did it? <laughs> yeah, there was a gasp in the theater when that happened because oh, yeah. I thought I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> Chewie just died. The movie. They can't do it this soon. Oh, no. Because I really thought it happened for sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yep, and in a way, it was combined double because oh crap, Ray just got so mad that she used force lightning, mm-hmm. and oh crap, she just blew the transport up that had Chewbacca on it, know, and the Knights like, of Ren. I thought, man, I thought the Knights of Ren yeah. were gonna be here longer than that. Yeah. Yep. But uh, of course, there was two transports. If you remember, whenever they first come down, there uh-huh. is two transports that come down. One of them just had stormtroopers in it. The other one had everybody else. And my brain had totally forgot that at that time. Oh, I did too until I saw it the second time and I was like, oh yeah, there is two coming down. Yeah, yeah then of course later on we see that Chewie's up on the, uh, what is it, Kylo's uh, Star Destroyer. Yeah. Right. Yeah, or the Command Star Destroyer. Uh, that uh, General Hux and or, is it General, the new, the new General, um, what was his name? Had it written down here somewhere. I can't General remember. Pride. Pride, yeah. Yeah, played by Richard Grant. He's a new character. So, yeah, uh, the heroes get away, you know, in the, in the midst of all. They finally get convinced Ray to come back to the to the old broke-down ship, which still works, and they escape on in that ship. And then Kylo goes back to the, the uh, Star Destroyer and uh, reveals that they've captured Chewbacca. Uh, of course, Chewbacca was carrying the dagger. Mm-hmm. So the the, the only heroes thing they the had now was not only did we lose Chewbacca, <clears throat> but we lost the dagger too. But they still had it in C three PO's memory. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, they're all going, "What can we do?" And C three PO says, "Well, the only way to get it would be to you know wipe out my memory and do a total reboot." And they're like, "Oh, really? <laughs> Let's yeah. do that." Yeah, Finn's like, "Let's do that." <laughs> I'm thinking, "Oh no, poor three PO. He's about to get wiped again." <laughs> <laughs> so they have to find somebody that can actually hack it and uh right. and pose remembers back to i guess his days when he was you know we find out he was a spice runner <laughs> yeah you know, and the crew that he ran with could do it so they go to what's the name of that planet because later on it gets uh, blown up yeah again i'm, I'm, I'm yeah i can't I'm, remember was it real uh, yeah I'm sure it's on the internet somewhere. The names they of went locations. to so many different planets in this movie. It's hard to keep it up. Was a very, it was a very dark, uh, you know. Uh, yeah, well, it was at night. You know, almost <clears throat> yeah, very under underworld, seedy looking planet. But it was occupied by the first order, heavily occupied. Yeah, and this is where we first, first meet uh, Zori Bliss, which is played by Carrie Russell. Uh-huh. Ooh, one of my favorites. <laughs> Is that a sarcastic woohoo or? No, it's a realistic. I love oh. her on the Americans. Okay. Yeah. She's definitely a celebrity crush for me. Okay. Yeah. So she's torn between either killing Poe or, <laughs> you know, secretly in love with him. We're not sure. Yeah. <laughs> he goes back and forth the whole time. <laughs> yeah. She's just a love hate relationship, definitely. Yeah, because she even but, wants uh, him to come with her at one point. Oh, uh, yeah. So she uh, she takes them to where the droid splicer is a splicer or a hacker or whatever. I think it's just a hacker. It. Yeah, a droid hacker. Babu uh, Frick. Is. 
and uh, yeah, Babu Frick is his name. Yeah, yeah. So this is where we. He was <laughs> like, kind of whoa. A cool dude. <laughs> yeah, he's a. We better get an action figure of him too. We do have one. He's with we the do, six inch C three PO. Oh man. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He's a pack in with the Black Series C three PO. Yeah, paying attention to those six inch figures. Now I'm upset. Yeah. Which so comes this is with the, a little, I, I, I'm assuming it's either computer animated or a puppet, but he's about the size of Baby Yoda. I don't Yoda. know if he's even a puppet. Uh, he's so small. I think he's smaller than Baby yeah. Yoda. I think yeah. so. He definitely is, I think. But he's, uh, you know, he, he's got this little squeaky voice, and he talks in a different kind of, like a broken dialect. Uh, Half he's, English. He's just cool as all get out. Uh, he's <laughs> <laughs> <so, so laughs> like a little <laughs> mad scientist type alien. Yeah, because as soon as he said, you know, as soon as he starts, you know, playing around with C three PO's head, he starts laughing and giggling. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. So they're hiding out in this in this in his lair or whatever you want to call it from the first order, and they go you know, get C three PO, get into his memory and everything, and get the translation out. I guess, and it tells them that the another the location of the Sith pathfinder or whatever uh, that they're looking for is actually in the vault of the emperor's vault aboard the second death star which is now mm-hmm. in ruin on the second the moon forest moon of endor i don't That's think it was the forest it. moon of endor i think it was just endor i think it was just an one of the planets on endor in the endor system yeah. or whatever yeah, i think so too <clears throat> Because it didn't look anything like Endor, the, the moon that we know from Return of the Jedi. Oh. So that's where they have to go to next. And, of course, he asks Zoe Bliss to go with him. Poe Dameron does, and she resists or refuses at the time uh, and stays there. Is that when he asked her for a kiss? <laughs> or no, wait. When, when did they go in, uh, on board the Star Destroyer, though? That was next. Okay, that was next. Yeah. Because they had to go because they they get the Falcon. They found out that Chewbacca was alive. Alive. Yeah, and they get the Falcon next. Uh huh. After they get Chewie. Yeah, so they go on the Star Destroyer. They sneak aboard. Sneak aboard because they got this. What do they call it? A captain's thing or something? Is that what something? Medallion. Yeah, medallion. Chip. Whatever. Which allows them free access, you know, and free passage. So they get their ship on there and then start sneaking around Finn, Poe, and Ray to find Chewie and leave C-3PO. Oh, we forgot about Dio. They found they, they found Dio on that old ship mm-hmm. from the, the little, little droid, droid. With the, that rolls with the little cone head. Uh, he yeah. was the, he the helped Sith them. Hunters, uh, Yeah, he, he helped them with some information later. Uh-huh. But uh, it was him and BB-8 and C-3PO, and they stayed on the ship for a little while. So that Star Destroyer had actually just showed up at that planet, right? Yeah, had because... Followed, it had followed them there. Yeah, it followed them there, and Kylo Ren was on the planet. He got, he had just got on the planet, on the planet as they were leaving. Uh-huh. Him and the the Knights of Ren. Uh-huh. So he was on the planet searching for them. They sneak up to the, the Star Destroyer to try to rescue Chewbacca and, and all of that. <clears throat> and him and Kylo and Rey begin their little whatever it is, how they communicate and see each other and talk to each other. Mm-hmm. And he notices that uh, he sees something, and he's like, wait a minute, she's on board my, well, she's that's on when my ship. After they fight for a little while, uh-huh. they she knocks the Darth Vader helmet off of that pedestal right. after she smashes it, and it literally falls in front of him. battle, don't they? Yeah, which so is crazy to me. It's like, wait a minute, I thought when they were... You know, whatever projecting like that. Yeah, see, uh, I don't know how they, they do that. Actually, yeah, make physical contact. 
Well, no, they, they they stipulated or showed in The Last Jedi that they could do that because he had water from Rey, you know, where she had had water around her or whatever when it was raining. Yeah, I, I, that's right. It was, it was, it was on him. briefly at the very end right before they lost touch or lost connection to each other when that happened. But in this one, I mean, it was an extended lightsaber battle or whatever mm-hmm. uh, that they were having. But was, was, I mean, do you think that there was literally a chance that one of them could have got injured or hurt? In that battle? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Although, I mean, the the lightsabers were touching each other. You could tell. Yeah, yeah. So he rushes back up to try to catch him, and somehow they manage to, again, find, you know, get Chewbacca out of the cell block and uh, get back to where the Imperials have the the Falcon in the hangar bay and board it and and escape once again. Well, Ray doesn't yet. Ray does, you know, talk to Kylo Ren in that hangar. And then that's whenever he reveals that she's a Palpatine. Isn't that wasn't that when she he did that? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I think so. That was that was part of that whole saying uh, that the, series of events. her dad was you know Palpatine's son, mm-hmm. and that she was Palpatine's granddaughter. Right. We see some flashbacks of of again her being left on Jakku, uh, and I guess it turns out that that from that Sith ship. hunter that they yeah. found his ship and found his remains was the one that had actually captured him. Why he didn't go ahead and catch through her too or know that she existed yeah i don't understand that one at all how the Another sith hunter hole, ship sort of hole in the plot yeah how the sith hunter ship could be the one that delivered her to jakku without the sith hunter wanting her <laughs> i mean it doesn't make any sense because he, he was trying to find her and they wouldn't reveal where she was at so i don't understand how they used that ship to bring her to jakku it doesn't make any sense yeah, so she finally, you know, takes off and jumps on the Falcon as it comes to the uh, hangar. Hangar, the yeah, yeah, the hangar base. She jumps out, actually, out into space yeah. through the force field and and lands on the grabs the, Finn's hand and swings onto the uh-huh. uh, loading ramp. Ramp, loading ramp. And then they take off into hyperspace and come back to. Is it? No, that's whenever they go to the the remains of the Death Star. Yeah, the Death the Star. crash side of the Death Star too, <clears throat> uh, and that's where they meet um, Jaina. Jaina and her band of uh, it turns former stormtroopers, yeah. former stormtroopers, and they they actually know of about Finn. It, uh, I think, isn't it? They're like, hey, we've heard about you. And, yeah, and they talk about how they were. You know, uh, Jaina talks about how she was abducted as a as a child also never knew her parents or her where she's from and everything just like he was i'm calling her jana it's jana i think pronounced jana yeah i think it is jana so uh the they asked for her help uh to get uh, out because the death star the part that they need to go to um actually there's this cool scene where they have had the dagger back too and mm-hmm. they're standing there looking out at the de- at the remains of the Death Star, and I think it's Ray holds the dagger up, and she pulls part of it out. It slides out, and it's like this little uh, clue to where the location of that vault is aboard the Death Star, and it shows her exactly through a little pinhole or a little uh, hole on the hilt of the dagger uh, where the location is. And they're like, "We we need to get out there now. We need to go Which, find this." That seems kind of weird to me, just because. Yeah. How do you know that that's going to be in the same position? <laughs> I mean, exactly. it's out in the middle of an ocean. Yeah. 
It yeah. could sink. You never know. But it did. You know, it did. Otherwise, they could have been searching for years, maybe, and never found that. So that was a quick yeah. quick way for them to, to know where that vault was. Uh, but there's a delay. They can't get out to it because of the tides the or the ocean yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So they're kind of stuck there trying to wait. And then the First Order shows up again, right? Um, I think it's just Kylo Ren this time. Just yeah. Kylo Ren. Yeah, the, there's point, nobody tracking else. Ray it's just him. Through the force. Yeah. But Ray sneaks off from the rest of them and, and takes the little boat skimmer thing and goes tries to go out. And, of course, it shows this whole scene where she's going up these huge big waves and using probably her force skills or like her, you know, Anakin Skywalker did with pod racing and everything. Uh, navigating her way out to the Death Star, and of course she starts climbing and jumping like she we see her doing when she was a scavenger uh, in the first movie uh, to climb up to that level, and and then is when she it senses her bloodline, I guess, and opens the door for her. You yeah, know? that must be what it sort is. Of, sort of senses her DNA or her you know presence or whatever, and just unlocks for her and lets her walk right in. Uh, this is the, it's so full. I guess there's. It's such a uh, focus of dark side energy that that's where she sees her uh, a vision of herself as a dark Jedi or a Sith, uh, which is the little teaser scene that they showed us in the trailer of her wearing the dark robes and having the double-bladed lightsaber. Mm-hmm. So again, fool, fooled us, didn't they? You know, everybody was like, "Oh no, Ray's going to go to yeah. the dark side." And it turns out it's, it's just like if they had, if forty years ago, if they'd showed us a scene of Darth Vader's or Luke Skywalker's face in Darth Vader's mask, yeah, uh, we would have thought, "Oh no, Luke Skywalker is Darth Vader" or something weird like that. But it was just a a, a vision uh, and not an actual, you know, thing that happened. Like when she first touched the lightsaber for the first time, too. Right. Yeah, it's something that could happen. It could be a future possibility, but so that happens, and I think she what she strikes that version of herself down or kills that self. No, she just falls backwards and drops that Sith wayfinder, and then uh-huh. Kylo Ren grabs it, and then it's over. Uh-huh. And right. that that's whenever they start fighting. And they start fighting again. Cause he smashes for real it. this time. Yeah, because he sits there and what? crushes it. Yeah, mm. and she thinks it's her only hope of finding the the world. Because there's there's this urgency that the I guess the rebel the spy message had also told them that the fleet was going to launch at such and such time and be dispersed throughout the galaxy to go ahead and you know destroy all the remaining resistance uh, planets and everything and so they were uh, kind of running against the clock here uh, to find this pathfinder and find the location of that planet that hidden planet. Uh, oh, and we kind of skipped ahead a little bit. Uh, it turns out. When they were on board the the Star Destroyer, here was here was a t- kind of interesting plot twist or story twist. When they're on board the Star Destroyer rescuing oh, Chewbacca, yeah. they're almost getting ready to get caught, and General Hux comes along. They're almost getting ready to get killed. Right, getting ready to get killed. Uh, and Pride and, and told him General to Hux. execute him. Uh huh. Yep. And uh, so yeah, they're getting ready in front of a firing squad and everything, getting ready to to meet their maker. Uh, George Lucas, I guess, uh, or whoever, <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy, whoever the maker is nowadays. <laughs> and uh, so then they hear this blaster fire, and, and Hux has killed all the stormtroopers that are getting ready to execute him. Well, first Hux comes up to the stormtrooper. <laughs> well, first Hux comes up to the stormtrooper and says, I want to do this myself. So oh, he yeah. grabs a, one of the stormtroopers' guns, and then that's whenever he turns around and shoots him. Uh-huh. And I knew something was up as soon as he said Yeah, me too. Yeah. 
So, of course, me, my first, and again, spoiler out there, if, if anybody hasn't seen the Rebels series, uh, where the, the the Imperial officer was, was a spy all that time for the Rebels uh, in the animated series. Uh, oh, that's immediately yeah. what, what I flew back to. Of course, that was a generation, almost a generation earlier, but still. I'm like, oh, yeah, of course, it's one of the Imperial officers is the spy, and he's he's helping them escape from the clutches of the... You know, callous. first order officer or whatever. Yeah, callous on the Rebel series. So, uh, but then a few scenes later, after they do finally escape, and he goes to report it to the other uh, admiral or general or what? Pride. Say? Uh, pride. Yeah, it was pride. <laughs> pride just turns around and shoots him and kills him. Yeah, so right in the chest. <laughs> Informed the supreme leader, I found the spy. He said. <laughs> so that's the end of Hux. Yeah, because he wanted Finn to shoot two him. Two and a half movies. Hux is like the main dude for you know as far as the military is concerned you know was in charge of the whole uh well, planet hux, installation the yeah uh, all of that and everything and so. uh, i mean hux is hux tells finn to shoot him so that it looks like you know he didn't get away scot-free uh-huh and uh <laughs> they still end up killing him yeah, yeah. shoot him in the shoulder and he shot him in the leg uh-huh <laughs> So, yeah, we kind of skipped over there, but that was an interesting plot. That was one way that they tied up that story. You know, whatever mm-hmm. happened to General Hux? Well, <laughs> well, that's how they Turns got the Falcon was, the, was by that. Yeah, yeah. He told them where it was and, and let them, you know, led them to it or whatever. <clears throat> so, so anyway, fast forward back to where we were. They were, Ray and, and uh, 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 Kylo are having a, a real life this time lightsaber battle on the remains of the, star, of the Death Star. Uh, and this is a lot of the imagery that we're seeing on the poster and everything of them out in the middle of this ocean with all these water wave blasts and mm-hmm. everything coming up on them, and they're wet, and it's raining, and they're just going at it. And I mean, they're equally matched. I mean, they're just, both of them are just as mad as they can be, it seems like, but they're both, you know, uh, like they're going to literally kill each other. Uh, and what they're in the middle of this battle, and finally, I think Kylo gets a little bit of an advantage on Ray and is getting ready to actually strike her mm-hmm. to kill, you know, to deliver the, the killing blow. And it cuts to the rebel, the resistance base, and Leia. And she senses this, I guess, and she somehow reaches out to him across the space for, you know, makes one last effort to, to stop him from committing this act. Pretty much gives up her life to do it. Right. She uses her remaining life force uh, through the force to stop him for just, and it really, it does just kind of stops him in his tracks Mm -hmm. uh, as he senses his mother. And she's uh, probably trying to, you know, giving him the thought of there's still good in you. You don't have to do this. You can still come home and all that, I think. Uh, And Ray takes advantage of that and actually grabs, yeah, and stabs him. Grabs his saber and stabs him right in the the stomach and kills him. Well, not really kills him yet, but he's about to die. Yeah. Um, So we're like, oh, my goodness. You know, know, Ray's just, now what's going to happen is is this where Ray actually turns to the dark side and takes, you know. Yeah, because I did not expect her to do what she did. I didn't expect her to to sit there and, and heal him and, you know, bring him back. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This is what we talked about earlier. We learned that she has the ability through the force to heal wounds. So she goes over to him. He's sitting there, you know, holding his wound. It's possibly a fatal wound. And she literally just goes over and puts her hand over the wound, and we see it heal all the way back to normal. And as a matter of fact, I don't know if you guys know or not, but his even his facial scar 
disappears. I did not notice that. During, I during didn't that notice scene. that either. Yes. And I've seen it for twice. The the movie, he doesn't even have I'll, a I'll scar have to look on, at that. His, on his wow. face from the, the previous lightsaber battle in the earlier movie. So she really heals him. I mean, but mm-hmm. it drains a lot of her life force at that point. She's really weak, right? Yeah. After that. Um, so and this is where I'm I'm kind of losing it a little bit as far as how does she just go ahead and well now she jumps she in down, here she goes back down in the yeah. Death Star and gets in an old TIE fighter and no, escapes no she it does is. not she takes his his vehicle his yep. vehicle his okay. uh it's a oh, shoot I can't remember the name of it but it takes his tie whatever it is is it a striker mm. maybe no it's not, not a striker but yeah she is his vehicle though like you said yeah yeah she she takes that and then goes to uh Octu Octu back yeah back, back to, to where him. Luke is well where Luke was where, where he was, was. As far as she she I don't think she even knows that he's dead maybe maybe she does I guess no I think she I does think she, know. Yeah, since she's so got so powerful, the and of course, she, must, you know. she gets mad and is like, you know, the same thing that that Luke. She's now going, well, okay, I'm done with it. I'm staying here. I'm never leaving this place ever again. So she <clears> burns <throat> his tie, his tie, and which is absolutely hilarious when you see the burning tie. Yeah. It's like whoa. Uh-huh. Yeah, at this point, she's had this. Uh, question of faith or whatever you want to call it where she's she's afraid that she is going to turn to the dark side mm-hmm. she's been told she's a palpatine yeah so she's uh, just like nope i'm not gonna happen to hide herself from the rest of the galaxy so that so that she can't hurt anybody or, or can't be well, used i yeah. think and of course and meanwhile then, back on still the death star we can't uh-huh. forget about what happens, and this this shocked me. I had no idea this was coming in this movie. How they kept this under Han Solo? This, I don't know. You know, Harrison Ford <laughs> comes back playing Han Solo again, even though this is a figment of Ray's you know mind, and you know tells him that you know everything's going to be okay. He still has you know he can still you know shun the Sith way and go back to being Ben Solo. And it tells him that Kylo Ren is dead. So he uh, pretty much helps him, you know, go back to being Ben Solo because he then throws his lightsaber into the ocean. Right. Yeah, so his mother, Leia, yeah. had just sacrificed the remaining part of her life. And we, we do see a scene where she dies and they cover her with a with a sheet, sheet at the planet and all standing around, standing around and mourn her. Um and then, like you said, he's still there, and all of a sudden he's seeing a vision of, of his father, Han Solo, which we don't know. Is that a, is that a Forced ghost? Is that Han Solo's? No. I think it's he was just in his mind. I think it's just it, in his it, mind. It, he even it, said it, so. You yeah. know. Yeah, you're right. They definitely kept it. I mean, he's Harrison Ford is not credited as appearing in this movie. Not yet. <laughs> at all. <laughs> not yet. I bet he will be. Yeah. But that was a pretty extended scene for him to be in. I mean, he, it's, yeah. it's, it's... Oh, yeah, a, that was a good three yeah, or four minutes. minutes. Yeah. And <clears> I <throat> just don't know how... After he said he was so much done with Star Wars, I don't know how um, J.J. was able to talk him into doing it. Yeah, who knows? I bet yeah. that that was a part of their agreement to him getting killed in the know. first one, mm-hmm. is for him to come back and do a I'm short sure scene. I'm sure we'll hear more about it later. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it, it was, that was wild. But yeah, this was all part of the part of the turning of Kylo Ren back into Ben Solo. Both, you know, first of all, his mother reaches out to him and and tells him he's 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 not all bad. He can still be saved, and she dies doing it. Ray, instead of killing him, saves his life, heals him uh, physically at least, maybe even part of the force that she infuses into him. 
uh, you know, uh, sort of turns him back towards the light in some ways. And then, of course, he sees this vision of his father and and all of the guilt that he has from killing Han Solo and everything. It kind of uh, eases his mind and gives him the idea that he can maybe be saved mm-hmm. and can, can go back to to being Ben Solo, and at some point through here, they they we they reveal that Ray and Kylo Ben, whatever you want to call him, uh, are a diadem in the Force or something like that, or I forget what they That's call later. themselves. Is that a little bit later? That's whenever they both meet the Emperor together. Okay, so it's revealed their connection is revealed later on as to you know uh, how a lot of this is why a lot of this is going on. So. Mm-hmm. So we left off that Ray was back on Act Two, and uh, I guess the the rebels they they can't rescue her. Or they they can't. Uh, I keep wanting to call them the rebels, the resistance, our heroes. Um, they end up. I they don't guess, know where she went. Yeah, that's what they. Said. Yeah, they, they can't no find idea. her. They, they have no idea. So they end up having to return back to the the uh, resistance base, and they find out that Leia died. And Poe Dameron is now, you know, promoted to being the general and, and in charge of the uh, the resistance. Mm-hmm. Something and, he did uh, not want. <laughs> and Chewie, no. Chewie took the death of Leia hard. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. He we was beating the ground really and screaming. Chewie, and, Chewie which, morning scene. Which made me kind of choked up a little bit, too, his yeah. reaction. Yeah. Um, so Ray is on Octu, and here comes again. I kind of expected it, but, you know, it was a little bit more than I expected was Luke, Luke Skywalker comes back in the form of his, of his spirit, you know. Yeah, because she tries to throw the the saber in the fire. He catches it. He catches it. I I actually, as soon as she got ready to throw it, I was like, if she throws it, Luke's going to jump out there and catch it. Uh So he did, uh, and he talks some sense into her and tells her she can't quit, she can't give up. Because he was wrong. Uh, he's yeah, he was really, wrong. yeah, he's really sarcastic about it still, though. <laughs> he's really mm-hmm. smart-ass about it, sort of. Well, that's why they put it in there, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he, I guess, there on the island had been hiding Leia's saber mm-hmm. from when she was training as a Jedi. Yeah, and we see a flashback for that. Yeah, a flashback. Which, a, of, which is a great scene, I think. Yeah. Uh-huh, which they said they weren't going to do any of that. Uh, they said they weren't going to do any like cgi stuff but you know that cgi with her face i mean unless they yeah, pulled yeah, it from yeah. some of the original movies or something yeah i would guess they had they were both her and luke were probably stunt doubles uh doing the fight scene and then uh then when they because they're in uh helmets right they're in yeah. the, the blinding helmets the blaster helmets thing. yeah blaster helmets and then at the very end they raise the visors and it's a very young luke and a very young Leia, like they would have looked at the end of Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Uh, right after the, the fall of the of the Empire. So he gives her Leia's saber to go along with his. Says she wanted you to have this. Uh, so Ray now has both lightsabers, which, again, is something that's setting up a scene later in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, wow, we've been talking about this for a while now. I know. <laughs> if you haven't seen the movie, you've seen it now through us. <laughs> okay, so I guess she... Oh, and he raises his own X-wing up out of the ocean yep. for her. And again, I'm Red thinking, okay, this dude's a force ghost. He's a force ghost, but yet he's able to physically catch, hold on to a lightsaber, and also go get this other lightsaber and get it out and bring it to her. Well, evidently Yoda it. showed him because Yoda could then yeah. manipulate lightning and stuff now. Uh-huh. Yeah, he burnt that building when, with, 
you know, right. when Luke was been arrogant to it. Right. <laughs> so, you know, I, honestly, one of the thoughts I've had after the movie is, okay, if these guys in their Force Ghost spirit are able to do all this physical manipulation of stuff, why aren't they just still out there in the galaxy fighting as, as Jedi Knights or Jedi Masters? I don't but, know. <laughs> but just not just not in their physical form, just in their ghost form. Just, you know, I don't know, maybe they can't board a ship and actually travel somewhere else. I don't know. Well, apparently they can. Or they went to Tatooine. Because Yoda, because Yoda is on Oct 2 with, with yeah. Luke. You know? well, and, and Luke goes to Tatooine <laughs> along with Leia. Uh-huh, yeah. Because they're forced to Okay, <laughs> so anyway, I don't want to get too far off that but that that was odd to me that they're giving these these force ghosts or force spirits a little bit too much real world capabilities but yeah he raises his uh his old x-wing fighter up out of the ocean for her to fly back to the to the uh resistance base in to join rejoin the fight and then we see this cool thing with on the resistance base where they're like general we're receiving a signal it's from luke skywalker sir No, she doesn't go. Like, what? She doesn't go back to the resistance base. She goes to uh, eggs. Oh shoot, what's it called? Eggs, Eggsler. Uh, yeah, the one where the emperor's Exegol. at. Exegol. Yeah, Exegol. I thought she went back to the base. No, that's first. at the that's very end. We're receiving. No, okay. no because but she's receiving did, the signal because she's sending it to so that they can follow. Yeah, well, they'll okay. know where the emperor's They're, at. Yeah, so they are on the base. She's sending them. Yeah, okay, you're yeah. right. They're send, she's sending that signal back. She's sending the so signal back to them so they can follow them. They got the path it's now. Reading because it's his old X-wing. They think it's Red Five. It's from Luke Skywalker. It's his call signal. His yeah, whatever. Uh, so yeah, we're receiving a signal from from you know Luke Skywalker. It's Red Five <laughs> jumping from here to here to here. You know, it's just, and they're like it's it's her. It's Ray. She's giving us a map uh, of. of to find Exegol. So, okay, let's come up with this plan. We need to go ahead and go, go there and attack. Wait a minute. There's only about a dozen of us. What are we going to do? How are we going to... So they come up with this big elaborate plan of preventing the fleet from even launching mm-hmm. into space to attack the galaxy by destroying the transmitter that's going to be uh, uh, controlling them off from the planet. Again, something, you know, somebody, some writer, screenwriter or something is like, okay, well, you know, we got to figure out some way that they can get there and stop this fleet, you know, just by doing something simple. Or not completely simple, but something, you know. <laughs> There's, this is our weakness this time. It's sort of like the exhaust vent on the Death Star. We have to have some sort of weakness that they can exploit. So that's it. As they've decided that, okay, well, this control tower on the planet, until they leave the atmosphere, it's completely in control. And it, it commands all the ships from the planet. If they destroy it or block its signal, then the ships won't be able to leave, you know, orbit. So that's their plan. But how are they going to do that with only a dozen ships? Well, let's put a call out to the rest of the galaxy. Surely we've got some allies out there. Surely they'll come and help us if they know there's hope, that there's a chance. So that's what happens. And then, of course, Ray, in the meantime, has already reached the planet. She's going directly for the Emperor. She, she's sensing him or he. He's drawing her to him or something. So she's going all the way to you know down to the planet. And when they arrive, the fleet arrives. The, they're still in, in orbit. And they begin attacking uh, simultaneously. Almost the uh, Star Destroyers and the, the antenna, transmitter antenna. And they get attacked by the, star, the TIE fighters. And, of course, the big battle ensues. So we start seeing cut back and forth between the battle in space and the battle on the planet between, you know, the Emperor and, and Ray. Then, in the meantime, we just 
discover that, I guess, Kylo Ren on the remains of the Death Star, he's the one that went down into the remains of the Death Star, found a really old TIE fighter, yeah. and flew it to Exegol to join yeah. the fight. But he's not, at least at this point, we're still kind of iffy as to whether he's still Kylo Ren, but, you know, he's acting like he's going to... See, I didn't get you know, that. I thought for Ray. sure that he was back to being Ben Solo and Kylo Ren's dead, and he went I there to help he was her. Coming to save her. Yeah. Right. Well, he was going to join her. Now, whether he still had yeah. some sort of uh, idea that they were going to join forces and still kill the Emperor and still, you know, be in charge, I don't know. I wasn't real sure about that myself. But so, but yeah, I mean, he's obviously still dressed the way he is. Still has his. Well, actually, doesn't have his lightsaber. She threw it in the ocean, didn't she? He did. So he's unarmed. Yeah, he threw it away. He, he threw lands, it away. He lands on the surface. Yeah. yeah he threw right it away, after, right? Yeah, right after Han talked to him. So he, he's unarmed and lands on the surface. And as he, he's going to the chamber, where the, the throne room, where the Emperor and Ray are, uh, he's surrounded by none other than his own Knights of Ren, who have been, I guess, dispatched by the Emperor telepathically somehow to find him and prevent him from helping uh, so Ray is confronting the Emperor uh, he's telling her all this big story about how he, all along he wanted her to come to him and uh, because it turns out that he actually I guess embodies all of the previous Sith Lords that have come before him that as each one died he basically that Sith Lord when he died his uh, soul or presence or whatever his powers uh, his being actually went and went took over the, the body of, of the next one, the apprentice. Hmm. Um, so that was, you know, I guess in a way that's kind of explains why they always just wanted two of them because, you know, the, the master was always preparing his next host, I guess you could say, is the way I feel like. So do you think that, I mean, I know it's, it's not uh, canon anymore, so to speak, but you know how the uh-huh. Darth Bane books was the rule of two is where it started with Darth Bane? Right, yeah. So do you think it's like been that way ever since, one I by guess one? it's very possible that, that Darth Bane, you know, in, uh, inhabited the, the body of his apprentice, who then took an apprentice and so trained on him. So on the Exegol, do you think all those people in the, like what I would like to call the stands, <laughs> uh-huh. are all those like Sith, former Sith, you know, you know, I guess you could call them like uh, ghosts now or souls. You know, it, it, it's possible that that's what those were. That those were, you know, that's that's a, another big mystery. It's like where, <laughs> not only where did all those beings come from, but where did all the Sith troopers and everything wearing the red armor that were on board all those Star, Star Destroyers come from? I mean, uh, they got another big clone factory going on there or is it could have been that it know. could have been people you know it could have been some of them that he found that i mean how did he get saved i mean he was thrown right. into the middle of the death star i mean right i'm sure we'll have comic books or movies that's what i thought too at, <laughs> sure. at some point a tv so series. yeah he's, he's feeding <laughs> he's feeding ray who is his we've learned that at this point is his granddaughter and he's confirming that to her that you know your parents i was trying to catch them and because i want you know they were trying to protect you from me uh, they were fools. They were cowards. They were weak, or whatever. I guess he didn't have his, his son. Must not have had that power, right? Um, which is, you know, I guess would explain why he took first Count Dooku as or Darth Maul as an apprentice, and then of course Count Dooku, and then Anakin Skywalker, and now he, you know, is left with 
he really wants someone of his own blood mm-hmm. to transfer his power to, which is Bray. And he starts calling her. He says, I will strike me down in your anger and I will uh, inher- inherit your body or come into your body and you will reign as a new empress, Palpatine. So uh, together we'll, you know, I will or you will, we will, whatever, become the <clears throat> new empress uh, because it would be a female at that point, uh, in control of that whole fleet and of the you know rule the galaxy again. Uh, but I thought it was also uh, I don't know if you guys caught this you know strike me down in your anger was the exact words that he was telling Luke Skywalker. Yep. Yep. You know, so maybe uh, he was trying to give in to at, your hatred at that point. <laughs> Right, he was maybe hoping Luke Skywalker would strike him down so he could inherit Luke Skywalker's body. Yeah, he could inhabit her or take it over, because obviously Vader who was half machine. So you know maybe that was at that point he he given up hope of ever using Vader's body mm-hmm. and was wanting Vader's son, who he knew to be strong in the Force, very strong in the Force. Yeah, and who was you know mostly still flesh. <laughs> right. So anyway, uh, so she resists. She tells him, no, I'll never do it. Uh, and they start battling back and forth. Um, he's using his force powers. and his, uh, She's fending him off with lightsaber. And I think at that one point is when well, first Kylo Ben Solo up. finally. Yeah, well, she ben has, Solo, yeah. There's a pause, you're right. There's a pause in their battle. And she somehow, she puts Luke Skywalker's old lightsaber behind her back. Hides mm-hmm. it from Palpatine and transports it out into the whatever at rest of the outside of the corridor or whatever you want to call it corridor to Ben Solo. You know, yeah, you're breaking up a little bit. Okay. Um, so, yes. uh, which that that goes back to that whole uh, Darth Vader helmet falling in front of him uh-huh. there on that one planet. You know, somehow they have a connection greater than just about anybody's ever had before between each other. And anything that they either come into contact with or in close proximity to can be transferred to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's whenever he, he gets the lightsaber and then he starts fending off the Knights of Ren because all six of them are there to fight him. And uh, pretty he, awesome. Yeah. One of my favorite scenes in the movie was him taking them out. He ends up killing all of them and then coming in there to help Rey fight off the Emperor. And that's whenever he finds the connection and then, like, grabs their essence their connection essence together and heals his body. And then he, he jumps down and now he can walk around his fingers grow back and his eyesight comes back and he starts taking over and pretty much just like throws throws Kylo Ren about 300 yards away and down a shaft. And so then that's whenever yeah, he uh, swings him aside, but yeah. he's still after Ray at that point though. Mm-hmm. He still wants I guess still wants her, even though his body has been restored <clears throat> somewhat. Either he's going to suck the rest of the of her essence out of her force essence out of her, or he's going to go ahead and you know let her kill him. I think he still wants her to kill him uh, so that he can you know move over into her body. Yeah, because Kylo uh, got up first, and that's whenever he flipped or whenever he flipped Kylo or uh, I keep saying Kylo, it's Ben now, and uh, uh, then finally Ray gets up, and that's whenever he stops his lightning that he's thrown up through the ceiling to all those craft that are trying to blow up the death or, you know, all those, uh, 
Star Destroyers and yeah. then, then tries to kill her with it. And she pulls out the lightsaber and fends it off. And, and then she gets the other lightsaber. And, you know, that's whenever she, she, yeah, she grabs both of them and makes it like a uh, X cross in front of her to, to block yeah. the, the lightning and starts stalk walking towards him, overpowering <clears throat> his, his force lightning, actually, until she gets right up on him. And then, then she kills him. Yeah. Pushes that force know. lightning back on him, and he starts, you know, right. breaking and up, and pieces him. of him yeah, start burns him up. Yeah, finally, so she doesn't actually strike him down with the lightsaber, but she, his own force know, lightning. Forces. Yeah, right. Which, so, which, which then kills all the, the Sith. It made uh-huh. me think about poor Mace Windu because I thought, man, if Mace would have had two lightsabers, could he have done that several movies ago? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'd have never had to have to worry about uh, Luke. <laughs> yeah. Right, but in doing so. She uses the last of her force uh, powers, and she collapses to the ground and dies. Mm-hmm. And we're like, what? And that's when Finn could feel it. Uh-huh. In outer space, Finn sensed that she had just, basically, she just died. Uh, so she's defeated the Emperor. He's, his, like you said, his lightning, he was basically killing everybody up in, in space, all of the resistance. Yeah, he uh, knocked his, out all the know, power and all powerful. the ships. Yeah, they were all crashing, getting ready to crash and burn. Um and uh, so she stopped that. She, she, you know, forced his power back on him and destroyed him. But it killed, it drained all of her uh, life essence, and she collapsed and was dead. Uh, lifeless body. Then we see this hand come up out of that chasm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's Ben Solo. And he's pulling himself back up. He's climbing back up where the Emperor had thrown him down into that big crevice or chasm or whatever. And he's like, staggers out of there and he, Walks, you know, staggers back over to where her body is, and he picks her up, you know, cradles her in his arms, and he's real sad. And then he, we see him actually put his hand over her torso, and he starts healing her. Mm-hmm. And brings and her back to life. Brings her back to life, and it's like, whoa, you know, that's some, you know, that's some big, big time stuff right there. Um, so here's the here's the two star-crossed, whatever they are. Like Romeo you know, and Juliet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, forbidden forbidden love or, you know, one Skywalker, one Palpatine. The two, they were, I still forget what the term was. It was dyad or something like that in the force. The two of them were, were diametrically connected. And because of that, they were more powerful than any force wielders had ever been, you know, I guess before. Uh, which allowed them to have the ability to heal each other, I guess, or to to uh, defeat the emperor and, and all of that uh so we're thinking okay well you know here's where you know they finally he's come back to the light side and she's been brought back to life and it's going to be happily ever after well, but it just about ki- kills him <laughs> yeah it kills well, him which kind of surprised me i was like yeah. really yeah. i guess he was so weak from yeah. his injuries it just took yeah. the rest of him he was weak and, and he used you know the last just like his mother had done basically to try to save him, Leia had done, and then you know extended all of her expanded, extended. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Expended. Yeah, anyway, she used all of her energy to to uh, expended. To, yeah, expended. That's that's it. And just like Luke Skywalker in, in the previous movie had expended all of his energy to stop the attack on crate and yeah. project his you know self all the way across the galaxy to fight that battle or supposedly. So he uh, then he fight that battle. We well and then I was kind of surprised because he disappears, 
And then, of right. course, simultaneously, not only does he disappear, but Leia disappears. I know, Leia, which yeah, is an I interesting scene. It's like she wasn't ready to go until, he, mm-hmm. you know, he was. Right. So they they were definitely connected at that point somehow still. Yeah. He was either still feeding off of her energy or she was in a coma or she was, <clears> you know, her body was dead, but yet her force spirit was still inhabiting part of him or something. Um, so, yeah, they, but, but before he disappears, he dies himself and disappears kiss yeah so that's been something of sort of a confusing confusing moment or you know that was the one thing my wife asked me she's like how did they kiss at the end <laughs> i'm like well i guess because they realized that the that the thing that was drawing them together all that time was was actually a sense of love for each other you know that they understood each other so therefore you know that was what they ultimately wanted was yeah was but to see be I, I don't together. know about that it, I think it was just a, a momentary lapse of good judgment by her. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, just because, well, she practically, I mean, she hated Kylo Ren because of what, you know, he did to Han Solo. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. You know, and what she thought he did to Luke Skywalker and mm-hmm. the Jedi you know, Academy and all that, too. Uh, so, yeah, you're right. I mean, she definitely had real strong hatred animosity towards him but i wonder if her feelings didn't change at the point on the death star when she healed him if that's where she maybe i mean realized maybe. that he i mean it had to was be no longer kylo ren that had to be where it was he had had started his journey back to becoming you know ben solo and then you know because she was also the one that was saying through the first a uh, couple of movies that there was still good in him, sort of like Luke used to yeah. say about Darth Vader. There's still good in him. There has to be, and, and she'd almost given up. You know. Yeah. Uh, well, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to wrap this up soon. We're almost to two hours. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> but, uh, that's true. So they they got the the other battle going on on the sky while those while that's going on. You know, we get all the old you know old. I guess people coming back, you get Wedge. Which you know. was awesome. We hadn't saw Wedge for a but while. But I, I was kind of disappointed because I thought his role was going to be a whole lot more than that. After what we heard yeah. uh, you know, about The Force Awakens, where he wanted a bigger part and didn't <clears> want to come back as a cameo. And here he is coming back as a cameo for, like, yeah. what, 30 seconds, if that. So, yeah, I was kind of disappointed with that. You know, of course, but they destroy yeah. all those Star Destroyers and, you know, all that stuff's done. And they all go back yeah, and we celebrate. We didn't. <laughs> We didn't see yeah. him die, so we assume he lived. Yeah. Well, then, of course, <laughs> right. I don't, did anybody notice the ghost? Yes. The ship, the I ghost? Did that. Yeah, yeah it was, uh, at I the very beginning. It, but I've, I've heard that it was definitely there was one that you know looked like it. Or, yeah. That it was the ghost. It, the ghost. Oh, well, yeah, it's a VX100 or, or VXC100, yeah. whatever, VCX100, whatever it's called. Yeah, there was one there right as soon as they show Lando and all that you know, group coming, it's right to the lower right or just lower right okay. behind the Falcon. Yeah. So next time you see it, you can look there. Yeah. There also was a, uh, sort of a homage or cameo in that. And when all those fighters, star fighters show up of, a uh, of another Akbar. Yeah. It's Akbar's uh, son. Akbar's son. Yep. Uh, he's a Colonel, I guess. Colonel mm-hmm. Akbar. <laughs> Colonel Akbar. And, he actually the the person that did his voice was uh, the screenwriter, one of the screenwriters. Oh, really? Hmm. They, they let him do the voice. Um, did Tim Rose do the do the actual puppeteering or whatever? Like, uh, I don't uh, like, think so. Like he did with Akbar. Yeah, yeah. Speaking yeah, of- I saw yeah I saw that that was uh, a 
cameo, voice cameo by Chris Terrio, screenwriter, and then, of course, J.J. Abrams did the voice of D.O. Yep. Speaking so. of voices, one of the, the one of the things I was anxious when the credits was rolling, it was to catch all the um, Jedis that spoke to Ray. Right. I yeah. thought that was really awesome, and I had, like, maybe five or six of them in my head, but I didn't get, like, Ayla, Luminari, and stuff like that. Kanan, I actually caught him, but I didn't yeah. catch, for some reason, I didn't catch him. They had both Alec Tinius and um, Ewan McGregor. I didn't catch both of them the first watching it, so I'm anxious to see it again, mm-hmm. to listen closer to the voices. Yeah, yeah. what Carl's talking about is there's a scene during the final battle with Palpatine between Rey and Palpatine where all of the voices of all the Jedi that have gone before her that we're familiar with start speaking to her to inf- reinforce that she is you know, fighting the good fight that she's got the power and the ability to to defeat him yeah because uh, there was qui-gon you know, mace windu yeah. Yeah. you know those were in there of course uh, Luke. Ahsoka, tano yeah yep. Ahsoka. Uh, voiced by ashley Eckstein, and then uh, like he said there was yeah obi-wan young obi-wan and old obi-wan they used clips i guess from alec guinness's recordings and edwin mcgregor uh yeah. kanan jarris from yeah. the uh, rebels series that ezra uh, yeah Ezra was in there. I missed that one. I, I heard somebody say it was. Too. And Anakin. Anakin. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. His yeah, voice Anakin, was yeah. He was in there, and Luke was the very last one. I guess mm-hmm. they said the Force will always. You know. Right. That was another one of my favorite things. I'm like, oh, I can't wait. <laughs> have, have this on, you know, like Blu-ray, for I can kind of run it back and watch it over and over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, this this happens. The like we said, the the fleet, the the uh, resistance defeats the the Sith fleet and causes them all to crash back into the planet, basically, and, and they're victorious. And we start seeing the word spread throughout the galaxy, and we start sort, sort of like at the end of uh, uh, Return, of the Jedi. Uh, Return of the Jedi. Well, uh, also, uh, I think, wasn't it at the, no, it's Return of the Jedi, yeah. Return of the Jedi, and, yeah, there wasn't really one at the end of uh, the uh, episode three. Um, Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith. There wasn't really. There was, it seems like I guess the first the Naboo scene, the celebration scene, is kind of what I'm thinking back on. Well, yeah, you uh, had that and Cloud yeah. City and Coruscant, and, right? And then of course it was now all part of that montage, they showed. Montage. Yeah, now they showed Endor, which had Wicket as an older Wicket. You know, I Ewok. know that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was like Ewoks, and it was him and, and his son uh, was the characters. That if you look up the the cast list. It's uh, Wicket and Pommet. And the older Wicket was, of course, revised, played by Warwick Davis. Mm-hmm. And Pommet, Pommet was replaced, placed, uh, or played by Harrison Davis, which is Warwick's son. Huh, that's cool. Ah, uh-huh. uh, that is cool. So, of course, Warwick Davis is coming to Lexington this year. So. There's, tons of Easter, <laughs> there's tons of Easter eggs. Tons there's of Easter eggs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For, for, all, for the original trilogy people, and, even uh, prequel people. Yeah, yeah. It shows different aliens and different planets where celebrations are going on, victory celebrations, and then the epilogue scene uh, shows Ray traveling actually back to Tatooine. Uh, yeah, in the BB-8 Falcon, which kind of just you know kind of makes me upset. <laughs> right, in the Falcon, but she's got BB-8 with her, which is odd because he's wedged or he's a uh, post. Yeah, exactly. But, so even though she keeps trying to take it, even <laughs> dropped a tree on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was still. Uh, they had R two D two with him on the on the early mission, you know, yeah. to get the rebel uh, or the spies information, and and BB eight was still on tra- training yeah. exercise with. Anyway, so she's on Tatooine. We see her walking, and 
actually lands just outside of the old Lars homestead. And there it is, but it's all run down, and the sand is almost covered all up. The desert's taking it back, basically. That's probably the way it was. So, I bet they know. just went to the original place they shot it <laughs> and uh, uh, and did that. I would say they had to recreate it, because I've heard that Scavengers, after those that first movie was shot, Scavengers pretty much just came in there and, you know, stole everything that was left <laughs> but they went back to there for so, revenge of the sith oh uh, yeah so or attack of the clone yeah it, uh, yeah they may still have that that's that somewhere it may not still be over in tunisia but it may you know that that uh, uh stage or whatever you want to call it is still yeah. probably set up possibly set up somewhere so she goes and she gets i guess the sand is covered up and she gets it shows her sliding down into the the uh living quarters on a on a piece of uh metal, metal like we see mm-hmm. her in the first movie yeah where she uses it to slide down off the top of the, the, the star destroyer that she's scavenging through and she checks out the inside there and everything and then we see her actually digging a, a hole in the sand and she takes out both her luke's and and uh leia's lightsabers and wraps them up in a uh, cloth and, and buries them puts them in the hole or buries them and then they show up as force ghosts kind of like as a you know well, that's after this lady things. comes and sees her and says this place has been a you know abandoned for years <laughs> and she's like who are you and she's like ray and ray who because she tells her her full name mm-hmm. and then of course i i guessed it from the beginning that she was going to say ray skywalker but i did yeah. too i think it was kind of obvious she yeah. wasn't going to say palpatine because she looked yeah, over exactly because everybody knows palpatine be bad so she looks over yeah, at the right. force ghost of, of both leia and luke and says you know ray skywalker which got me choked up a little bit too yeah i think i'd want to change my name too if it was palpatine <laughs> <laughs> almost done so yeah uh, and then she lights up her own lightsaber uh, uh, which is like made out of her staff it's made out yeah. of her parts of her staff i know it's a nice looking hilt i, yeah. like, I like the way that she turned it, it on yeah. right and it was a yellow blade which you've never seen in the mil- movies at least yeah. so it's kind of a again to me it's like okay well she's brought balance to the force so she's neither blue or a green lightsaber. She's also not orange or whatever. Red. Or red. Orange. Red. Yeah. So she's got the yellow lightsaber. So. Which also, so yeah, I think it plays back. Open-ended. Yeah. Uh, possibly more adventures of Ray Skywalker. But at the same time, I understand that, you know, this ends the what what's, you know, technically the Skywalker saga because Ben Solo was the last of the skywalker line yeah he's the last one you know of the skywalker blood so uh so yeah that's pretty much the movie in a nutshell a whole what two hour review of the movie (laughs) yeah you could have went and watched it (laughs) yeah Yeah. all right well uh we got to cut off here and uh that's all the time we got uh carl can you read us out um crap i kind of closed the window could you or dwayne (laughs) <laughs> sure. With the document. Okay, we got a <laughs> Patreon. We have at uh, patreon.com slash the Star Wars Collector. And we thank all of our Patreons for everything that they do and donating because it helps pay the bills. And of course, we pay you back by giving out certain things, especially other episodes when we have extra time. And of course, Stack of the Clones will be next on our list of top five moments. That if I can come up with five we moments. Love <laughs> we love you so much that we're willing to watch the Tack of Clones again and do a top five list. <laughs> yeah, which might be the last time I ever watch it. Um, I think so, for two. 
On Facebook, we're at facebook.com slash the Star Wars Collector Podcast. We have iTunes reviews, which there are some people out there who's been giving us reviews over the last year or so. And I think there are list. I think there's about 12 of them now. So thank you for that. We are on Discord. If you go to our Facebook page, we have a pinned uh, post on there that has a link to the Discord. So then that way you can get right to it and chat with us anytime you want if you want to email us tswcpodcast at gmail.com and on twitter we are at tswcpodcast and our facebook shout out this podcast is for cody guiler thank you cody for listening and thank you everybody for listening and that's all the time we got and we'll talk to you next time which will probably be our year in review episode oh favorite toys and worse (laughs) (laughs) okay well thanks for having me guys yeah thanks Dwayne I kind of take take over a lot and and talk more than I should but I love doing it so uh, oh that's no problem it's it's nice to have somebody else do all the talking for once instead of me (laughs) we'll probably have you back for our favorite toys because we need people for favorite toys well I think he's been on every one of them since that we've been doing year in review shows exactly yeah, so we need more than two people for favorites. And like Brian said, worse, even though I don't like to dwell on the worst. Yeah, me either, but <laughs> it, it, there is some bad stuff out there, too. <laughs> All right, thanks, everybody. Bye.